The Whitneys were in the front row again, Reverend Bolin noted. He began his sermon on the importance of community, willing his eyes away from Susan Whitney. The little vixen was intent on teasing him. From the day he'd arrived, which had been shortly after the girl's eighteenth birthday, she'd been flaunting herself at him. She never missed an opportunity to draw attention to her curvaceous form in some way. Preaching with her sitting in the front row had become a particular form of torture. Dan Whitney was a strict man, and Susan always wore modest skirts that reached to just below her knees, and plain blouses buttoned all the way up. But the girl was as wild and mischievous as her red hair implied. She'd sit primly between her parents for the first few minutes, and then begin to fidget and shift. Not a single Sunday went by that she didn't flash him a peek of her panties. They were always plain cotton, modest underwear, but sometimes she'd managed to shift them and give him a glimpse of the fiery thatch beneath. When that had gotten little visible response from him, she'd begun unbuttoning her blouse, surreptitiously, of course. She'd lean forward, pretending to tie her shoe or scratch her ankle and undo a button or two. Her blouse would immediately gape open, displaying the generous swells of her firm young tits. He couldn't help it. He was a healthy male in his late thirties. His body reacted in certain ways, and looking at Susie Whitney's plump breasts made him imagine sliding his cock between them. He pictured gripping the white flesh in his hands, squeezing them together and wrapping them tightly around his shaft as he thrust against her silky skin. She would lean up to wrap her red lips around the crown, her tiny pink tongue swiping at the head. When his cum exploded in thick white ropes from the end of his cock, it would spray across her innocent little face and pool against her throat, and that tongue would come out again to lap at the last few squirts. She'd always rebutton her blouse again before the end of the sermon, but he'd taken to spending several minutes gathering his notes together when he was finished in order to allow the swelling in his groin to go down. He'd prayed on the situation for several months and had finally come to a solution. Today was the day. As he wrapped up the sermon, he made his announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, we all know how important the next generation is to the congregation, and keeping them in the fold is something I pray on often. In order to fully address their needs, I've developed a special one-on-one -on -one course that I will be teaching to each young person in turn. The schedule is posted in the vestibule. If any changes must be made for school or work reasons, please see Mary in the office. He stepped down from the pulpit as they began filing out, murmuring amongst themselves, and moved to shake Dan Whitney's hand. "'Wonderful idea, Father,' Dan Whitney said, nodding his head solemnly. His tiny bird-like wife agreed in hushed tones. "'Thanks, Dan. I've scheduled Susan for the first class, if that's all right with you.' 
You folks can head home. I'll have her back to you in an hour or so. The burly man patted his daughter's back with a hard hand. Sure thing, Reverend Boland. Susan blinked her big blue eyes at him, looking somewhat startled. He smiled kindly at her, taking her elbow as the last of the congregation filed out. When Mary had finally locked up and left, he turned to her and motioned her to take her seat again. She did, shifting a little nervously, a slight blush coloring the creamy skin of her cheeks. "'Don't be nervous, Susie,' he said, sitting beside her. "'You actually inspired me to come up with this course, you know.'